0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week.
2: Welcome, times 16. I won't say it 16 times. If you want to run with the game changers this year, you are absolutely in the right place. Today is part four of our 2017 prediction series special. So many people wanted to do this. It's five weeks long this year. We're going to start off with our 2nd yogiism for 2017. That's Yogi Berra. Look him up. It's tough to make predictions, especially about the future. He said a mouthful. So if your number one business wish this year is to know right now in January, What 2017 holds for your company, your industry, and the world, we have the next best thing. By the time we finish this special next week on January 18th, you will have heard from 80 thought leaders with two-minute predictions on what you can expect will be coming down the pike to help your company and your industry grow and compete better this year and beyond. So pour yourself a cup of Joe, Earl, Dom, whatever you have or whatever's left over from the holidays, and join us for 2017 Predictions, Game Changers, Part 4 Live. Let me tell you who's going to be on our opening segment. We are packed today. Jason Shepard will be joining us. He's the Director of Strategy and Partnerships for Dell's Internet of Things division developing solutions for commercial use cases in buildings, manufacturing, transportation, and logistics. He started his career at Dell as an engineer and then worked at some tech startups. Very interesting. Also on this segment, Bridget Carlin, Managing Director, also Internet of Things Strategy and Tech Office at Intel Corporation. She previously served as the GM General Manager of the Intel Hybrid Cloud business. She has held executive management positions with a whole slew of companies, including Redley Venture Capital, Union. Bank, and she was president and co-founder of Think S-T-H-I-N-Q-U-E Systems. Jeff Goldberg is with us, managing director in Accenture's retail North America business and a member of the global retail leadership team, also responsible for defining and leading Accenture's global retail and fashion SAP collaboration program, and in his spare time, he loves to photograph wildlife. Rounding out this segment, Jeff Donahue, director of product lifestyle management, life cycle management, and engineering services. Zed Bunn, B-U-N-N, in Springfield, Illinois. He has experience in engineering, new product development, business tech, and process improvements at Siemens, Eaton Corporation, and Honeywell. Let's start. Jason Shepard, welcome. Your predictions, please. Two minutes, go.
3: Sure. Good morning. Happy New Year. So, um, you know, I like to say if uh, I'll talk a bit about uh, IoT and, and and how we're seeing the market um, for this year. Um, I like to say digital transformation is if it was like a twelve step program. Uh, last year was step one, to admitting you have a problem. Um, you know, this year is all about breaking the hype bubble on two major fronts. So, one is you know, getting to meaningful use cases, and the second one is consolidating technology. So we'll see so we'll see traction on those two major things uh, from meaningful use cases. Um, go to market and the business models around IoT solutions is one of the biggest challenges. I would argue that it's it's as much of a challenge, if not more, than the technology behind it. So, major focus on the killer apps uh, uh, in the enterprise is uh, where we're focused. Um, addressing the challenges for the last mile, who you're selling to, um, how these solutions are deployed. I mean, this market goes vertical before it goes horizontal. There's so much noise right now. You have to have an angle and solve. Meaningful uh, pain for for customers, um, you know, to, to really get traction. So, so that's going to be the hyper focus this year, is is on those use cases that can scale. Yes, security is a major challenge. Most of the breaches that that happened last, you know, last year that you've seen in the past are, have been from devices where almost no security was applied. As this business value increases, you're going to see more interest from hackers, so it's very important to focus on security. But first and foremost, it's solving real problems. So we're going to see that as a major trend uh, this coming year. Uh, second one being technology consolidation. Um, we're seeing it in the silicon providers. We're seeing major clouds uh, drop out. This year it's about stopping the insanity with IoT platforms. I think we're at the, at the, at the peak of platform proliferation, if not near it. Uh, we don't need 400-something platforms to solve these problems. It's um, confusing the customers. It splits the votes. It's difficult to secure it and scale. Um, so the, really only, the only way to, to really scale is to foster openness and interoperability. And your strategy has to be about making your money elsewhere, whether it's in the content, you know, analytics, security, and services, not reinventing the wheel in the middle. You see that, you know, the pockets happening in consumer because of folks like Amazon with Alexa where, you know, They're, they're, they're selling through and building this ecosystem. They're making their money elsewhere. They're creating that center of gravity. We'll see the same start to happen in business, but there's so much legacy, so much fragmentation and and need to cross data across, send data across different business domains. There's really no single company that can own this foundation for interoperability. That's why in 2017, you'll see this happen through open source collaboration. Uh, What we need is a flexible interoperability framework for distributed computing from the edge to the cloud and um, we 're going to see a lot of uh companies come together and start to build this foundation because they 've realized it 's really painful and they don 't need to own every last bit of it and and um to to really be successful in this market so so that 's going to be a major trend here yes we 'll see advancement in a i and a r v r and you know of course the killer apps are important, but you know it's it, we really need this center of gravity in the enterprise world, and we think it's it 's ripe now after uh people have um, felt the pain of trying to do it on their own.
2: Thank you very much. You talk almost as fast as I do, Mr. Shepard. Appreciate God, it. You packed him in there, kid. I stopped tweeting after the fourth one. Bridget Carlin at Intel, you're up next. Bridget, predictions, please. Great. Thanks, Bonnie. Um, so I see four
0: big game changers in 2017. Number one, artificial intelligence. While well, 2016 was about really you know, connecting the unconnected and getting access to to data so we could analyze it and react to it. In 2017, we're going to shift from using data to react to events to now using data with AI and cognitive analytics for predicting events. For example, um, we'll see it much more in automated driving capabilities like self-parking and lane assist and adding more autonomous and automated features using AI all the way to L5, L4, L4. Um, uh, self-driving, um, completely driverless vehicles, and we'll see them on the roads uh, in their trials and in their testing. Um, we'll see AI for improving our security for these smart and connected devices. So it'll help us know that a connected device should be trusted and, and belongs on the network. Um, it'll help us with problems like we saw with the recent Dyn uh, DDoS attack. It'll also be used to help us improve credit card and uh, fraud uh, payment fraud detection. So we see AI really helping us improve our security. We'll see AI and computer vision in enhanced retail shopping, um, helping us eliminate the checkout line, um, optimizing the stocking of the right products on the right shelf, um, as well as be able to deliver the product to wherever you may be. Um, And we'll see AI help us in industrial settings and help us with our connected motors and tools and equipment. So, essentially, we'll be able to send that data to the business intelligence systems to better monitor um, uh, our whole industrial operation and help us get to predictive maintenance. So, AI is basically going to help us, you know, think of, you know, cognitive as the new smart. Um, The second one, we're going to see AR and VR go mainstream. AR and VR is not just for your gamers, right? In 2017, we're going to see augmented reality, virtual reality, merged reality, technology, help us bring the digital world together with the physical world. Um, So not just for gaming, but in sports and in entertainment and in travel and even in industrial applications. If you guys were at CES last week, you saw Intel stream live, an NCAA basketball game, and it felt like you were in the stadium. You control the experience and the visuals in a live game real-time even though we were several states away. Uh, We saw AR and VR being used in an industrial inspection of a solar panel farm remotely. Um, So what that means is we're going to be able to use AR and VR to provide uh, worker safety uh, and not having to put our workers at risk. Um, And then number three, we're going to start seeing 5G in action. Um, We're going to start seeing it in autonomous vehicle self-driving trials. Um, we're going to see it all over. We're going to be um, seeing pre-standard 5G technologies um, on the road with our self-driving tests, as well as in some smart cities' use cases. And then finally, number four, I think we're going to start seeing a broader adoption of blockchain technology. It's you know, quickly becoming the new database for the Internet. It's serving as a public record where transactions can you know, be recorded securely and confirmed anonymously. And we'll start seeing it in things, you know, not just, you know, the old bit, bitcoin conversation we've had in the past but for b2b payments um by credit card companies and merchants as well as for contracts um so kind of just a uh, kind of recap sort of you know cognitive is the new smart ar and vr will go mainstream 5g will be on the road um and i think that we'll see um more security
2: technologies helping us with our um ever-evolving uh, threat landscape thank you bridget jeff goldberg at accenture you're up next two minutes go
4: Thank you, Bonnie. And actually, I uh, my first prediction lines up exactly the same as Bridget's. We believe the same thing, that artificial intelligence in its various forms is going to go mainstream in 2017, both in ways you can see, and Bridget gave a number of examples, like the autonomous vehicles, in ways you can't um, to help enterprises become more efficient. You know, so we know well over half of corporate executives are investing heavily in researching or implementing various aspects of artificial intelligence. Intelligence, it's showing up in things like visual search. You know, think about shopping with a picture or showing, you know, an example of something else or a scene um, that you like from a TV show or a movie. How do I find those products um, on the shelf, on the website, wherever? So visual search is coming to life. You can think about all of the enterprise operations that cause people pain, time, and a lot of effort um, are moving to, to use AI technologies like the cognitive, cognitive computing, like the semantic matching, things like that taking dramatic amounts of work out of the enterprise and allowing people to focus on more creative activities um, a big portion of this, and we see it happening now, or we feel it happening now, is how retailers are going to think about um, assortment planning and offer management. Um, most historical retail functions use their own information to make predictions about their customers, and now we're going to see that move to uh, leveraging outside influences. IoT, like a number of your speakers mentioned, various internet searches, things like that, and bringing that all together and make meaning of it, you're going to need something like artificial intelligence to make it happen. So. And the last one is, is um, semantic recognition, speaking to a computer in, in your native language and feeling like it's not mechanical. So those things are all going to come uh, to mainstream in 2017. Uh, next one, a little different, subscription services. You know, things that have started on, on consumables, we're seeing move to food. And now we've seen things like Rent the Runway, where it's coming to clothing, and it's going to keep happening to all aspects of our life, um, can move to some sort of, Of subscription basis and then the last one um, really I think we're seeing um, as people as retailers move more to internet holiday promotions the profitability of those sales is coming down dramatically so we're going to see some emerging new ways to do holiday promotions this year in 2017 to bring the profit back to holiday so that's what I see for 2017 back to you Bonnie
2: thank you exciting and wonderful Jeff Donahue I saved two minutes for you go
5: Hi, Bonnie. It's great to be back. Uh, My predictions are around smart things and where they'll push small to mid-sized businesses and manufacturers. Um, As you know, we are inundated with news about smart devices, the uh, IoT, machine-to-machine communications, AI, predictive analytics, and big data. Almost every day we see another smart thing come on the market. Uh, smart home assistance and uh, security systems, baby beds, doorbells, smoke detectors, thermostats. It kind of goes on and on and on. Um, Just before the end of the year, I asked my wife if she wanted any smart devices for the home. She said she'd be satisfied with a smart husband, but... <laughs> uh, man- man- I don't manufacturers- have time
2: to laugh too hard, but that was very, very good. We have a, a good setup there. Go ahead, Jeff. What else All right. do you so see? so
5: I digress. Uh, manufacturers are increasingly, increasingly embedding sensors and technology into the products to make them smart. More and more of these devices are communicating with and controlling or reacting to one another. So I have uh, several predictions around this uh, for 2017. I think this will obviously continue in a big way, but most importantly for small to mid-sized businesses and manufacturers, I think they'll start to gain a true competitive advantage by using this uh, technology. Um, the second part of that prediction is that this will lead to an escalation, kind of obviously, of data collection, measuring, sharing, and analytics at these small to mid-sized businesses and manufacturers. And, and you know, importantly, these these folks have previously seen no competitive advantage or they had no capabilities. Uh, in these areas. This will then lead them uh, to seek opportunities to improve their products and markets, communications, logistics, inventory, uh, user experience, day parts, uh, programming, etc. Being able to gather this data and identify opportunities will then compel them to um, create automation, streamline processes, remove process waste, implement continuous improvements. That is, if they can manage their data, So my predictions really are all around that. Uh, The final piece is that the small to mid-sized businesses will learn very quickly that the new data that they're gathering needs to be managed and controlled. Uh, This will lead to an increase in these companies looking to data management solutions such as product lifecycle management, application lifecycle management, and the myriad of other data management solutions. So I predict that 2017 will be a big year for data management.
2: Okay, big year for data management. On that note, I'm going to quickly manage what is in your cup today, our wonderfully fun icebreaker segment. A little late for an icebreaker. We know each other so well. Jason Shepard, what did you drink over the holiday, or what are you predicting your favorite drink for the new year? Tell me fast.
3: So my wife got me uh, the uh, moose mug from Christmas Vacation, the big antlers uh, that they were drinking out of in the movies. So I uh, drink entirely way too much eggnog. Uh, Somehow I still
2: have some in my fridge, but the whiskey's all gone. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Bridget, what are you drinking or what are you going to drink?
0: <laughs> so, okay, in my holiday cup, sadly, I was drinking hot tea with lemon and honey. I was down with the flu all through the Christmas holiday, but it worked. By the time New Year's rolled around, my uh, mug turned into a champagne flute and I was drinking the bubbly. So
2: I got uh, I got through the, the flu and, and back to cheering on 2017. Glad you're well. Thank you very much. Quickly, Jeff Goldberg, what's in there at your cup?
4: I spent a few weeks in, uh, in Costa Rica and so uh, enjoyed each of the region's local pure cane alcohol of some variety um, with some, some local fruit. So it was a uh, um, variety of cups through the country, which was fantastic.
2: Great. I'm glad it was fantastic. And Mr. Donahue, last but not least, fast. What were you drinking?
5: Uh, of course, it's always about the coffee, but uh, over this holiday season, I enjoyed at, at least three or five Modelo Especiales.
2: Whatever that, that it is, it sounds wonderful. Drink up, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Jason, Bridget, Jeff G, and Jeff D. Happy New Year. We're going to take a quick break. We have three more panel, actually, four waiting in the wings. We're going to be speaking with Fred Yance at it and Tangi Kaye from EY. I'm going to be reading his predictions. He couldn't dial in. Lil Moen from the University of Chicago Booth Graduate School of Business. And Barbara Giamanco. She never misses a prediction special at Social Centered Selling. So don't even think of touching anything, we'll be right. Right back, Michael out.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers.
2: Indeed. Predictions number four, segment number four. This segment we have up Fred Yens, Senior VP and COO with Telit, T-E-L-I-T, formerly ILS Technology. He's a public speaker on the Internet of Things. Seems to be a big theme for us today, known for his industry insights. He has over 25 years of business and engineering leadership with Telit, ILS, Rati Systems, and IBM. Joining him on the segment, Lil Moen, M-O-H-A-N, member of the Fact at the University of Chicago Booth Graduate School of Business. That's a big business card, Lil. He's worked at Amazon Intel Infosys, Motorola, and two successful high-tech startups, Jungly and Snapstick. He was general manager of Amazon's mobile platform, BU, where he built and brought to market the world's first retail m commerce application, Amazon ever, Anywhere. Yay! Rounding out our panel, well, uh, actually the live part of our panel, Barbara Giamanco, uh, one of our favorite guests during the year, heads up social science. Centered selling. She's the author of the new handshake: Sales meets social media. She authored the Harvard Business Review article "Tweet Me, Friend Me, Make Me Buy." Through the years, she has sold one billion dollars in sales. She's got a great thirty-year track record. Not on the call. I'm going to be reading the predictions from Tangi Kaye, Executive Director, part of the EY Ernst & Young EMEA Center of Excellence for Supply Chain and Analytics. So, Fred Yens, you're up first. Fred and your team, thanks for responding to this invitation. Fred, predictions. Two minutes.
6: Go. Bonnie, hey, happy new year. This is going to be a phenomenal year, 2017. I think in the IoT space, we're going to look back and see the uh, the rearview mirror is a, a cluttered mess of stuff that happened earlier in IoT, where you know, complexity was hard, cost was hard, comp- you know, all kinds of barriers. I see a lot of those barriers breaking down this year. Uh, cost is going to go way down for connectivity. Narrowband IoT is a very inexpensive way for people to connect all kinds of new things that maybe would have been cost prohibitive before. And this narrowband IoT, which is basically running on the LTE space, is going to bring a renewed interest from many of the mobile network operators around the world who may have been sitting on the sidelines in offering IoT solutions. IoT is also going to be exposed in terms of high-value solutions to the enterprises and the industrial users. Uh, these guys have sat around and watched. They've seen areas in their peer group or an adjacent market start to be successful, so they're going to move towards solutioning uh, you know, some of their critical problems quicker and quicker with IoT. Um, this is going to do two things lots more things are going to be connected and the value of those connections not the cost but the value is going to increase so that's going to ultimately drive a lot more data and information and that's going to need to get distilled i think you're going to see a a a, not a renewed interest but an increased interest in you know deeper analytics machine learning artificial intelligence with this sea of data we're going to need to create value quicker um, and then I think finally, un- and maybe unfortunately, with, you know, increased use, increased value, increased pervasiveness of this technology everywhere, I think you're going to see, you know, an increased threat and an increased security uh, concern. So you're going to see throughout the year, you know, more innovation, more Uh, you know, defense in depth kind of solutions to make sure that all of these fantastic things that are coming to the market and all these great tools that are allowing people to increase velocity of solution, we're going to have to be very, very mindful and innovate around security as well.
2: Thank you very much, Fred. Great. Let's move to Lil Moen. We're really pushing it today. Lil, talk to us. Happy New Year. And What are your predictions? (laughs)
7: Happy New Year, Bonnie. I have, I've just got two interesting predictions. You know, I work in the area of, you know, uh, people's behavior and behavior on the internet and things of that sort. And the first thing I want to mention is a going to, there's going to be a big increase in location-based marketing. And by that, I mean, companies are going to start to leverage, you know, all kinds of sophisticated tools, you know, and they're going to be able to track your mobile to the point where they know exactly what you're going to be doing at what time. And they know in what context you're going to be in which means are you about to enter a store, have you just finished your shower in the evening and you just brush your teeth and you're about ready to go to bed. And this will give the marketers quite a bit of information and ability to target you in a very, very personalized fashion. I mean, as you come out of your shower at night, if somebody targets you and says, okay, um, would you like a fresh, um, you know, a refresh of your toothpaste? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> overdoing it, of course, but that's really where that is headed. I think, you know, uh, two things will happen because of this. People are going to start to expect this sort of behavior, which is kind of annoying, but it's just the way it goes. And I know that the next generation of people always like to be targeted and say, hey, I am here, let me know what you can do for me. And you walk into a store and they say, hey, Mr. Mohan, would you like our brown toe-capped shoe While well, since you bought our black toe-capped shoe the last time you walked into my store two months ago? So that's one, one prediction I have that... Um, Location-based marketing is going to get really, really precise and targeted, and uh, privacy is going to get further and further pushed behind with whatever consequences that comes about. That's one. The second one is about chatbots. I think more people are going to end up talking to more machines, and they don't know that they're going to be talking to a lot of machines. Because on the one hand, you find people are, you know, overall reducing the amount of verbal conversation they have with other people. A case in point, my, my 16-year-old daughter. Uh, but, but when, when the time comes, they're very happy to converse with machines. And the most important thing here is the chatbots are at a point in technological evolution where conversing with them is, you know, you really don't know whether you're talking to a human being or a machine. They pass something called the Turing test in art, in artificial intelligence. And, you know, people start talking to machines expecting all kinds of behavior. And uh, that's going to become main, mainstream. And the most interesting anecdote I have here in this particular scenario is, People's behavior towards Alexa—that's the, the 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 vocal device from Amazon, which people have on the in the on the dining tables—and I'm told that several thousand people have proposed marriage to their Alexa device. And this this, uh, <laughs> this is something. Yes, you know, yes, and 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 uh, what I'm worried about is when I propose marriage to Alexa, I don't want my wife in the same room. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs>
2: Thank you very much, Lil. Very appreciated. That's love, the anecdote. Thank you. I wonder what you'd be drinking the day you proposed to Alexa. Barb Giamanco, you're up next. Two minutes. Predict for me. All right, Bonnie. Thanks so much for having me, and Happy New Year, everybody. I think this is the year that sales
8: leaders are going to realize that more technology in the tech stack and more activity that's not already getting sales results are not going to be the key to solving the challenges that we're seeing uh, with respect to revenue pipeline and so on. Um, And I was pretty excited to see a recent state of sales industry report that found that customer and buyer experience is the number one top priority for sales organizations. I've predicted that for the last couple of years, glad to hear that we're going to see more focus on experience as being one of the more critical success factors needed in sales today. And I want to be clear about this, Bonnie, a great experience doesn't happen when someone becomes a customer. It actually starts with the very first interaction with a potential buyer, and that's very often with the sellers on the front line, and then it continues on throughout the buying process and beyond. So my prediction is that organizations are going to focus much more attention on what Google calls uh, ZMOT, the zero moment of truth. They're going to focus on making sure that their sellers are well-trained to be able to deliver on great experiences that happen throughout the uh, the engagement and interaction in the buying process. And I think that sales leaders will need to start making a larger investment in training and coaching their people so that they can really develop into the consultative problem-solving solution collaborators that buyers are expecting of us today. So that's my prediction. This is the year that real focus and change happens around creating great buying experiences.
2: Thank you, Barb. Brief and to the point. I appreciate it. And not on the call this segment, but certainly part of this segment is Tang Kaye, Executive Director EY Ernst & Young EMEA Center of Excellence for Supply Chain and Analytics. And he sent me a bunch of predictions and here they are very quickly. 2017, we'll see more and more robotics coming into the supply chain area. Number two, 2017 will see more di- discussions around IoT Internet of Things and how this will play in industry and asset management. IoT with strong data analytics will result in more decisions being driven by real-time sensor data. And his third prediction, 2017, will see more centralization and creation of center of excellence in supply chain. Here's the key. Due to lack of talent and the need to concentrate key capabilities and skills into more central positions. There you go. So quickly, let's circle back. Fred Jens at Tell It. Either what did you enjoy drinking at New Year's or what do you plan to drink this year? Tell me quickly.
6: The holidays seem to be filled with a bunch of different handcrafted brews from friends and relatives. Okay.
2: That sounds very, very interesting. Qu- quickly, what was your favorite handcrafted brew?
6: Uh it was a uh it was a, a a cappuccino cocoa kind of a beer. It had a little bit of a chocolate back tone. It was great.
2: Ooh, I like the back tone. That sounds kinda sexy. Okay, thank you very much. Lil Mohan, what were you drinking?
7: Oh, most of the time I was drinking tea um, because I was in England over the, over the Christmas and the first week of the New Year, and uh, England is a place where you drink a lot of tea. And it just so happens, Bonnie, that I, since uh, beginning of last year, I gave up coffee completely. And so I am surviving on uh, 17 cups of tea alone every day.
2: Wow. Wow. Favorite tea? Quickly, what's the favorite flavor?
7: Uh, most likely it's oolong.
2: Oolong, Thank you very much. Barbara, what was your favorite drink over the holidays or what are you planning to drink this year? Oh, Bonnie, you know me, girl. It was a boatload of Mark West Pinot Noir all through the holidays. Mm, okay, thank you very much. And I don't know what Tanky <laughs> I don't know what Tangy Kaye was drinking. I think I had a bottle of flat champagne and then a lot of very, very good uh oh, I don't know, heavy cream eggnog, and that was it for my New Year's in case anybody's wondering. But today I'm just drinking water because they don't let me have caffeine on radio show days. Fred Yen, yeah, such a pleasure. Lil Mohan, all the best. Barbara Giamanco, stay well. And a shout out to Tangy Kaye Traveling from EY. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're gonna go to our next segment coming up next. Charlie Cole to me, Tom Foley at Lenovo Health, Dave Fowler at SAP and Sri Tama at Deloitte Consulting. We got a lot more predictions. Don't think of touching that dial or anything, Michael. Out.
1: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network the time for enterprise mobility is now according to idc by 2013 over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology comprising 34.9 percent of the workforce the impact of mobility on business is clear increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers.
9: Here
2: we are. Next up, another packed segment. We're going to be welcoming the following thought leaders. Charlie Cole joined Tumi, T-U-M-I, in 2015 as the chief digital officer. Previously, he served as CEO at The Line and head of e-commerce for Lucky Brand and Shift Nutrition, the largest acquisition of a VMS company in the history of Wall Street. We love milestones. Joining him on the panel, Tom Foley. Thomas Foley, Global Health Solutions Strategy Manager for Lenovo Health. He started out as the lead system programmer in the National Automation of the UPS Telephone Center from paper to electronic format and was involved in other UPS initiatives, including prototyping the first package confirmation device. Yay! Dave Fowler is third up in this panel. Dave, our good friend who sponsored four seasons with me of the Future of Business with Game Changers Radio from 2014 to 2016. He's Senior Director for Services Marketing at SAP America. He has focused in his career on on IT for manufacturing and supply chain, and he's a backpacker and a scout leader. Yay, Dave! And rounding out the panel, recap, Tom, a senior manager in Deloitte Consulting's technology practice and a leader in SAP finance transformation and SAP S4 HANA team. He is frequently writing articles in various SAP forums, including SAP Insider and SCN. So welcome all. Let's get started. Charlie Cole, two minutes, you're up.
10: Okay, I'm a retailer, but I'm going to jump around through a bunch of technologies and also kind of themes in retail. So my first one is we have not seen the end of the one hot VC-backed retailers dying. We just saw a nasty gal bankruptcy due to an inability to raise more money, and there will be more this year of major brands as more and more folks realize that top-line revenue is not the only thing a business needs. Number two... A connected home or IoT will lead to a different level of hacks. Um, these hacks will affect individuals directly in their home as opposed by proxy through a major company like Sony and Yahoo. So, for example, if you thought the Ashley Madison hack was big and embarrassing, imagine what could be happened if you hacked the audio of every individual's home that had one of these things. Um, number three, everyone will stop talking about VR as a retail technology, but it will grow big time in gaming. Um, I don't necessarily think VR. In an enterprise-level retail technology, we have some fun ideas here at Toomey, but none of which have a lot of scale, but it definitely will grow in gaming. Number four, um, I'm really excited about augmented reality in one space in particular, and that is in education, particularly in the K-12 through world. There was an announcement um, by Google of being able to do some projects within a museum that allows you to use augmented reality in a Pokemon Go-like format within a mm-hmm. museum. I think that could have huge far-reaching effects with education, particularly for younger kids. Uh, number five, luxury retailers will continue to avoid Amazon and there will be more high-profile departures like we saw with stocks from Amazon.com. Uh, and that will lead to one of two things. Amazon won't care or they'll start to really work with brands in a different way. And then finally, uh, machine learning, which has been big time in advertising and programmatic within retail for a long time, will move beyond that predominantly into supply chain optimization as well as real estate locations and retail staffing. And that's all I got for you, Monty.
2: Wow, super organized You talk almost as fast as I do, thank you, Charlie Cole. Very appreciated tom foley you're up next two minutes Tell us what's on your what 's on your crystal ball for next year this coming year
11: well there's no doubt that uh, health care reform is going to be uh part of uh, the uh the environment uh, in this coming year, but uh, I think that we there will be a different focus on uh, where that reform comes comes from when we talk about. Uh, hacking and cybersecurity, which has obviously been in the news a lot lately, will realize that the health systems, uh, while may have some security labs in the in the uh, in the in the cybersecurity arena, uh, consumers and, uh, and 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 folks are walking in the front door of those healthcare clinics and using that data in a fraudulent way. Hence, why medical identity theft is an eighty-four billion dollar a year problem. But the point there being is that coupled with uh, electronic medical records uh, on average have a duplicate records of about 10% per clinical mm. setting. So a combination of duplicate records and medical identity theft is creating create, uh, creating uh, quite a disturbance in the quality of data physicians have at the point of care. Hence, uh, solving this problem with a unique health safety identifier will have to be the um, – uh, the focus for for the coming year, if we're really going to get serious about uh, value-based uh, care and uh, and continuum of care across the uh, the care setting, so eliminating uh, duplicate records, medical identity theft, and and payment fraud will save the healthcare industry over uh, one uh, hundred and fifty billion dollars, a b billion dollars, and hence that in and of itself is a reform is a reform necessary to take the the cost out of the system. Hence, uh, so therefore uh in order to achieve uh that reform, uh, we need to focus on unique health safety identification and uh, and and move towards a value based care model as uh, as prescribed. Thank
2: you very much. That's very dramatic. appreciate it Dave Fowler two minutes you're up Dave, how are you? You done a lot of scout work over the the holiday? Tell me fast
12: oh yeah Bonnie I've been uh, up to my eyeballs and uh, um, actually doing advanced leader training I'm on the a training staff now. So I'm kind of switching from uh, doing all uh, youth work to doing a combination of youth work and adult work. So Very,
2: very happy. Very proud. I know that's one of your passions. Dave, what do you see coming down the pike 2017? Your predictions,
12: please. I've got three things real quick. Uh, You know, I'm a car guy. So I Mm -hmm. see uh, the the real um, launch of autonomous cars. And where I see them really coming first is going to be in inner cities around a shared ride model or shared car model uh, and also in uh, heavy transportation. So I think that the days of the autonomous cars are here and we'll all be riding in them sooner than we think. Uh, the second prediction that I have is that I think that the industry as a whole is going to be moving to a primary cloud model uh, faster than most people think. Uh, right now, we look at on-premise versus cloud um, as a largely still on-premise uh, world. And I think within five years, it's probably going to be completely flip-flopped, and it will be very difficult to find on-premise um, software anything. And then the last hmm. one I have is a little bit further out, and that's what I call Bluetooth thinking to for the development of devices that will actually allow us to Bluetooth connect, to our um, cell phones, et cetera, simply by thinking about it and then having it talk back to us. So I could see having a Bluetooth earpiece that actually um, reads what I want the device to do and have the device do it. That, however, opens us up to a whole new um, hacking uh, scenario based on the previous uh, uh, um, predictors. And that's it. Wow. Thank you very much, Dave. Bluetooth thinking,
2: that's a new one, and all the predictions we've had. I have to think about that one. Ooh, I, you have to be careful what you think. What do they say? Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you think about. Oh, my. Srikamp Tama at Deloitte Consulting. Shout-out to all our friends at Deloitte. Srikamp, we're ready for your predictions. Go.
9: All right. Number one, uh, this may have been mentioned by other speakers uh, over the last couple of days, robotics process automation. Now, I'm a finance guy. Finance is, is, is you know, sounds boring to people. But excitement is coming to the world of finance. We've been talking about it for years, but I think uh, we will see more advent of things like robotics, process automation, cognitive learning capabilities. Um, you know, for for mundane, boring processes like mass, you know, entering of invoices coming into uh, in, into my books every day, right? For for tasks like that. Uh, we'll see technology capabilities like cognitive learning and robotics process automation helping, um, you know, well, speed up those kind of activities. That's number one. Number two, um, cloud. You know, Dave just mentioned that um, software as a service, right? You know, I don't have to own my um, systems. My systems are in the cloud. But the same thing, My even my business application is in the cloud, Um but that said, what's going to happen, Bonnie? I think is that um, there's going to be a lot of process redesign and then process, um, I would say, standardization happening. So, corporates have to change uh, the way a few of their processes will uh, will be done, or you know, they've been traditionally done in a certain way over the last three, uh, four decades. Uh, but that needs to change a little bit to. Uh, conform or to accommodate um, you know the out of the box best practice functionality that delivered by some of the some of the major ERP vendors um, that's number two number three um, lesser systems I've talked about this uh, probably in our last uh, uh, talk show as well uh, lesser systems and what I mean by that is you know traditionally we've had one set of systems where I perform my transactions, another set of systems where I uh, do my analytics and you know business information reporting and things like that. But all of those are now coming down to one uh, source, one version of the truth, right? So analytics reporting right off of the transactional systems where data is recorded, processed, um, that we, we'll see more systems integration happening as well. So those are the three things that I wanted to Um, that I predict that I wanted to share with the group here.
2: Thank you very much. And with the world, I might say, Sri we have just a couple of seconds here. I want to find out what you all were drinking over the holiday or what was going to be your predicted favorite drink for 2017. Charlie Cole, what was in your cup or what's in it right now? Fast.
10: Uh, It was a a bunch of sorrow watching my Huskies lose in Atlanta to to Alabama (laughs) followed by a vodka soda. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay i don't know which came first the vodka soda or the tears <laughs> tom foley what were you drinking
11: uh, i was uh renovating the house uh over the over the holiday the two weeks on the holiday season my arms were so tired i can only lift one gin and tonic sapphire uh on new year's eve
2: <laughs> one gin and tonic okay very very interesting <laughs> thank you very much dave fowler what was in your cup whether you were backpacking or not what were you drinking
12: well, actually, I got a new growler under the tree. So we have a local brewery called Coonan's, and they have the best double rice IPA I've ever had anywhere.
2: Glad to know it was a banner IPA for you. And Srikanth, what were you drinking?
9: Um, I was in sunny Florida over the holidays. I had uh, Yangling in my hand most of the time. You know, that's from the um, oldest brewery in America, out of Pottsville, uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, I also got a yeah, and I also got a taste of uh, butter beer. I don't know if you all know about this. This is from uh, the Harry Potter book series, where uh, you know the, the the wizards who go to the Hogwarts school, they have this thing <laughs> called butter beer. So I went to Universal <laughs> Resort in Orlando with my daughter, and I got a taste of butter beer. It's non-alcoholic.
2: I was going to ask how old your daughter is. (laughs) Happy New Year. Charlie Cole, Tom Foley, Dave Fowler, Shree Camp Dave, I'm going to get you back on Game Changers Radio later this year. You're a hunted man, I'm telling you right now. Everybody have a great one. Thank you for joining us. Coming up after the break, we'll have our last four people on our final segment. Linda Hamilton, CPA, Janaki Kumar, Tony Kusat, and Rob Kugel at Ventana Research. So don't even think of touching anything. We're coming back. Michael, out.
1: SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers.
2: Welcome back. Final segment, part four, predictions. Wow, four up. Here we go. Linda Hamilton, CPA, owns an accounting firm that works with domestic and international businesses, nonprofits, and high-net-worth individuals. She's been the treasurer of the New York Women's Agenda for five years and serves on the Women Presidents Organization, WPO, Enterprising Women Magazine Advisory Board, and Financial Women's Association Board. Joining her on this segment, Janaki Kumar, head of Strategic Design Services in SAP's Design and Co-Innovation Center. She is the co-author of the book, Gamification at Work, Designing Engaging Business Software. I don't think there's an oxymoron in there. I just think it's very hopeful. She has authored 20 intellectual property patent applications of innovative user experiences. We are also joined by Rob Kugel, a CFA. He's the Senior VP and Research Director and CEO CFO at Business Research at Ventana Research. That's a big title. Previously, he was an equity research analyst at firms including First Albany Corp, Morgan Stanley, Drexel Burnham, and a consultant with McKinsey & Company. He was an institutional investor, All-American team member, and on the Wall Street Journal All-Star list. So let's start out. And all the way, by the way, Tony Kusat at ADP could not join us, but I will be reading his predictions at the end. So Linda Hamilton, Happy New Year. You're up. Predictions, two minutes. Go. Great. I'd like to give a shout-out to the small business community this
13: year, which I think is very optimistic about 2017. Um, Two studies I like to share with business owners are businesses that plan, track, and then adjust that plan can grow 30% faster than those who don't. That's uh, Cranfield University. And another one is uh, 60% of businesses that fail were actually profitable when they failed. And... Business technology, business apps, mobile apps, can make it so much easier to plan and, more importantly, monitor revenue profits and cash flow. Most people do understand the need to plan and set goals. It's the monitoring part that gives them trouble. I would predict in 2017 that we will see more and more small businesses moving all or at least part of their accounting and business processes to the cloud. Um, Invoicing, they might start small with invoicing or a bill payment, and expensive mileage apps, Um, but I do think they will adopt it more and more. I think with cybersecurity, number two, that small businesses will continue to be a target, and so whether they're connected to a desktop on the Internet or whether they're in the cloud, they do have to take their security seriously and adopt policies to protect their data. Um, And finally, a trend to watch, um, I think, our fintech companies, financial technology companies that are disrupting uh, mobile payments and loans and fundraising. And I think the partnering with artificial intelligence and inside their accounting software will make credit assessments and loan decisions easier. And I'm hoping that that will provide more access to capital
2: and financing for small businesses. Thank you very much. Appreciate that, Linda Hamilton, CPA. We'll come back to you in just about three, five, four minutes and ask you what you were drinking over the holiday. Janaki Kumar, welcome. And Janaki, Miss Gamification, we'll call you. I don't think anybody has mentioned even gamification on the show so far. So Janaki, we'd love to have your predictions. Two minutes, go.
14: Happy New Year, Bonnie. So happy Thank to be you. here. Um My prediction is that uh, customer experience and design are going to, uh, you know, the importance of that is going to be recognized by more and more companies. Um, you know, as one of your uh, future, uh, one, one of the panelists already mentioned, the future is already here, but it's not equally distributed. But more and more companies will recognize the importance of customer experience and design. Uh, the word to watch is convergence. Uh, convergence. I mean, online and offline convergence, hardware and software convergence, analog and digital convergence. So, if you're a uh, if you're a company creating products that are more on the analog side, um, you know, uh, their companies will start to think about how to add more digital um, aspects to it or increase their product offering. And even if you are offering an offline service, um, it's important to add some online capabilities and uh, and vice versa. Actually. Um, machine learning, deep learning uh, are going to get better with through the advances in neural networks. So um, the, the uh, robotics and uh, you know small bots that understand um, how humans work and help us with small tasks are going to be much more prevalent. Um, the conversational UIs like chat bots are going to be more reliable for someone like me with an accent. You know, I really haven't relied on. Um, Chatbots very much, but now I find that they they understand me and they do exactly what I want them to do. So this is going to be uh, a a big trend uh, going forward, and that means as designers, we need to understand how to create not only um, interfaces that are visual, but also um, in other uh, other ways. How do we interact with our uh, our customers and create delightful experiences? And I want to leave with a hope. Um, of, uh, that I have for the, uh, for the coming year, which is we will figure out a, a better way of understanding privacy and where uh, the boundaries lie uh, so that we can get a better handle on what's our data, what's, um, uh, what's the data that doesn't belong to us, and, um, and how do we deal with the whole thing. So uh, convergence, that's what I have for you, Bonnie.
2: Thank you very much, Janicki. Appreciate that. And let's turn to Rob Kugel at Ventana Research. Rob, you're up. Two minutes. Go.
15: Great. Thanks, Bonnie. Uh, Prediction number one, uh, blockchain distributed ledger technology continue to mature, and there's going to be a lot of little breakthroughs this year. And with that, the recognition of its broad applicability is going to grow. Because, you know, to the extent that they know anything about blockchain distributed ledgers at all, people today associated with Bitcoin, maybe banking or payment systems in general, but there's so many ways of putting the technology to practical use. Um, you know, it's already being used by Walmart um, uh, to uh, to establish uh, authentication and traceability in its food supply chain. A French financial services company started a project to facilitate compliance with uh, know-your-customer rules, and there's an anti-counterfeiting service that can be used for authenticating diamonds and luxury goods. Um, hmm. Technology that conforms how to how a business actually operates and provides immediate, clear benefits is usually adopted broadly and quickly. In just a few years—that's what's going to be happening to uh, to blockchains. Um, number two, uh, the Internet of Things, you know, is already here; has been here for quite a while. But the declining cost and increasing capability of sensors and communications grids that make them useful is going to accelerate uh, and accelerate the spread. It's going to increasingly shape innovative business models and products by making it feasible to add monitoring and other useful services to traditional products. Now, as I like to say, you can't spell idiot without I-O-2, I-O-T, and, and there's been a tremendous <laughs> amount of hype about this, but, but traditional product companies will find ways to create valuable services to complement their products over and over again. A lot of work needs to be done in cutting the cost of the sensors and the cost of systems to relay that data in order to create service plans that are useful and affordable for, you know, mid sized big companies, even small businesses. Jet engine manufacturers have been doing this, you know, remote monitoring for decades, but that's because the cost of downtime for them is extremely high, and there's a safety aspect as well. So for it to become a real commercial mass market, IOT needs to work reliably for low-cost, high-hassle items as well. And prediction number three, few companies are going to be digitally transformed this year. We're going to be talking a lot about it, but not that much is you know, going to be happening. But the idea of digital transformation is increasingly going to influence how companies operate year after year. One important source of digital transformation is going to be the ongoing evolution of ERP systems, uh, something that I think somebody mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, the recent trend has been to incorporate transactional and analytical capabilities. And this means that the system is able to provide increasingly sophisticated real-time insights to people in the organization tailored specifically for them. And then there's basic artificial intelligence being built into it, use of robotic process automation. All those things are going to automate more processes that require some judgment. You can take people out of the loop, make things more more efficient and faster. And in a few years, most ERP systems are going to have architectures that enable cross-posting of all transactions to create a single headquarters-level system that stores all accounting data. What that means is companies are going to have much more accurate, granular information and insight that's completely up to date. It's also going to enable companies that might have taken 10 days in the past to close, cut that down to three or four days without a whole lot of effort. And that's what I got for you, Bunny.
2: Thank you very much, Rob, and I'm going to quickly read just a quick version of the predictions we received from Tony Cusack at Cusat, C-U-S-A-T, at ADP. Number one, uh, in the coming year, HR needs to begin the evolution of not just using the term cloud technology, and uh, yes, but they need to show the value to their organizations and how they will leverage that technology. Number two, a buzzword for years has been big data, and as cloud computing evolves, HR structures will need to be more nimble, in getting data to strategic decision makers you can't just let big data and intelligence services be the strategic flavors of the month and he predicts a an increased war on talent the tools leveraged for employee engagement must be easy to use and part of the work-life balance and that's all we have time for quickly one word linda hamilton what were you drinking over the holidays one word one beverage matcha green tea thank you janaki kumar what were you drinking my favorite drink is glue wine, which is a traditional spiced
14: mulled wine, which is wonderful when you're walking around uh, in the Christmas markets of Gen- Germany.
2: Sounds delicious. Rob Kugel, what were you drinking? A cup of kindness
15: bunny for all Lang Syne.
2: Oh, you're sweet. Linda Hamilton, Janaki Kumar, Rob Kugel, Tony Kusack, and Absentia, thank you all for being our final segment of this. Listen, everybody, we had so many people wanting to do these predictions. We have another week of predictions next week. January 18th wraps up our five-week special. A big shout-out to my partner in crime here, Michael, and the Business Channel team. Michael is a great engineer. We're working together. We're constantly in the chat window saying, next, we have two minutes left, 30 seconds left. Hurry. And he's terrific to work with. So listen and I'm going to just give you my usual call to action and hope you'll tune in next week. We will be completing, I think it's a total of 80 Game Changers predictions, multiple predictions per thought leader by the time we end at this time next week. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a Game Changer today. Happy New Year. Have a great one. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Bye-bye.